Comic Book Characters is an uncensored podcast. Don't forget to follow the Comic Book Characters podcast on Twitter with Twitter handle at CB Characters. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod. And if that's not enough, you can always email us at cbcharacters at gmail.com. It's that time again, another episode of Comic Book Characters. This week, we keep the takes coming, just take after take after take. We talk Jared Leto as the Joker, DC casting news, Daredevil, Star Wars. We talk movie news about the book Ready Player One, and we even talk some good old-fashioned pro wrestling. And if that wasn't enough, we also unveil the Evans List. Find out who made the cut on this week's episode of Comic Book Characters. Let's do it. Hey there, how's it going everyone? You're listening to a brand new episode of Comic Book Characters, the number one podcast about comic books ranked by us. Uh, This is your co-host, Ig, and joining me as always, Al, how's it going, man? It's going pretty good over here uh, in Texas. How's it going in Boston, Ig? Uh, (laughs) This is how we're going to start off every podcast, by the way. (laughs) Are you surviving the snowpocalypse? Yeah, the snow's almost gone, so... uh, Spring is just around the corner. I think it's going to be in the 60s tomorrow. So wow. uh, first time in maybe five months that we've hit that point. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited, dude. You must be yeah, like, never... it must be hot as shit already in Texas. Yeah, it's, it's it's starting to creep up, and we're about to do the old role reversal here. Uh, uh, where yeah. I hate being where I am, and I wish I were where you were. And, you know, you actually like being where you are. And so on. Yeah, every day I but, send you a, a text that says, oh, it's 80 degrees out here. It's so <sighs> hot. I can't barely stand it. Hate it. I had to take off my sweater today. Yeah. Anyway, oh, um, all right, dude. So we, <laughs> we got quite a bit of stuff to talk about this week. There wasn't Again. like one. Yeah, I know. Every week, it seems like. Uh, no, it's like last, you know, last week we officially claimed title to most takes. This is, this might Whoa. break the record. We're, this is we're be defending take. the title. Okay, we're fighting champions. This is going to be take after Here take. Here on comic book characters. Take. It's just unstoppable takes. Um, Let's start with our first take. Yeah. Uh, this was just uh, kind of like a cool little bit of news um, that came out this week, and it's really just in the form of an audio clip. It's mm-hmm. Jared Leto, who, uh, as we all know, is going to be playing the Joker. In, right, front uh, man of 30 Seconds to Mars, I think is the name of the band. 30 Seconds to Mars. Don't act like you don't know. You probably got okay. like a tattoo of them somewhere. Um, yeah. I don't actually know any of their songs. But uh, I know that he's popular and uh, definitely a big fan of the ladies or a big, what am I trying to say? A big. <laughs> ladies are a big fan. Ladies of are Leto. a big fan of him. Yeah. That's, that's Jordan Catalano. That's Jordan yeah. Catalano. But uh, I, don't, I don't know if the ladies were so into him with the long hair and uh, facial hair look. But now he's got like short blonde hair. And yeah. he's completely clean shaven. So. Kind of looks like the lead singer to Nickelback now. <laughs> right. Uh, so he's he's obviously playing the Joker in Suicide Squad. 
Has he has he been confirmed for any other movies, or is it just that one? As far as I know, that's the only one uh, that's comic related or like in the DC universe. Right. So right now, it's just the Suicide Squad. So during one of these thirty seconds, thirty seconds to Mars, uh, thirty Mars to seconds shows that he did, um, he started doing this kind of weird voice, and everyone started kind of geeking out, or at least I, w- I would assume maybe just mm-hmm. the the chicks in the audience who knew that he was playing the Joker or maybe some of the guys, I don't know, but uh, we're going to play some of that because uh, it's a little kind of taste of what to expect from his take on the Joker. So I'm going to go ahead and play some of that now. Okay. On this song, you're going to get really, really, really crazy. Hey, hey, shut the fuck up. Shut it. Once and for all, before I fucking kill you. All right, dude. So, what do you you think about that? Uh, you know, it's it's good. It's if that's what it. I mean, he hasn't like officially said that that's what that is, but he's done it a couple of times, as we could hear. Um, I would imagine DC is not going to let him get away with saying, "I'm going to fucking kill you," though. I mean, that would be cool. But I don't think that's going to happen. That's, yeah. Um, I mean, it'd be nice if it had that much of an edge to it. But no, it's good. It, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the Mark Hamill Joker. Uh, it's going back to the voice acting stuff. Oh, uh, my God. I was like, when the fuck did Mark Hamill? <laughs> <laughs> so Mark Hamill what? very famously played the Joker on Batman the Animated oh, TV I show. Me- I love that show. Uh, from I don't the think 90- yeah, I really ever good. knew that was Mark Hamill. That was Mark Hamill, yeah. Yeah, it's Mark Hamill, um, and uh, so that kind of reminds me of that. Like, I don't know if that's where Leto's kind of going with it, but it, you know, it's not a bad way to go. And uh, you know, we got a little bit of the Heath Ledger, kind of gravelly uh, Joker in there. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, for what it is, it's just these short little clips, but it sounds pretty good. I'm I'm on board. Yeah, no, I I think it sounds good. I mean, it's just like one little clip, um, but yeah, I mean, it's certainly more impressive than. Uh, you didn't see that coming. Oh, 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 man, I can't believe you beat me with that. What do you mean? That I one was you. actually pretty bad. Um, well, oh, we're not so, competing right now, so. No, I know. That was no, a, but that I mean, like you, you, you won last week. Non-title okay. bout. Okay. Uh, okay, non-title bout. Uh, yeah, and congrats to you, by the way. Um, Thank, oh, you thanks, know, son. On the win from last week's uh uh, yeah, no, that's really big of you uh, to admit defeat and know uh, know your know your role essentially. No, I know my well. Apparently, I can't do Eastern European. Definitely not to save my life. Uh, can't really do much of anything else, really. Didn't other accents. Didn't see that. Well. Didn't. Mm. Let's, let's hear yeah. that again. No. No. Okay. Nah, just walk away. Okay. Well, another uh, DC uh, casting news. Um, Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and let you take the guy's name. No, I'm, I'm curious to hear what you're gonna say. Actually, I'm just gonna say his first name. What, Adewale? what are you talking about? Adewale. Adewale. That's right. Uh, we'll be playing <laughs> Killer Croc in Suicide Squad. This is more Suicide Squad news. Um, you want a shot at his last name? I'll I'll try my best. Uh, Akinoye Agbaje. I was gonna go with Akinoyo Agbaje, so I I think yours is probably closer. That was, I think we almost said the exact same thing there. I know, I think I added a couple of syllables. So, Killer Croc, dude, give us a little bit of info on this character. Yeah, Killer Croc, uh, it's a big bruising kind of dude. He's a villain, uh, predominantly a Batman villain. Uh, Hides in the sewers, or not always, but he's 
tends to be found in the sewers. Sort of lizard adjacent from Marvel Comics. <laughs> um, he's a little bigger. Yeah. He's a little bigger than the lizard is. Um, who wins in the crocodile? Fight? Croc, Croc versus lizard. Who wins that match? Killer Croc. Um. Oh man, I guess I would give it to Croc because he's just got more brute strength to him. He's a bigger guy. He's almost got like but, a venom type face. Yeah, he's he's a big dude. Uh, but yeah, so Adewale's Killer Croc. That um, cool. He also played Mister Echo in the TV show Lost. For anyone that saw that, yeah, I really liked right. that character for he, some reason. Uh, he was in Oz, and yep. uh, people, and he also played. Even though you wouldn't have known this by watching the movie, the character <laughs> Curse. That's what the K in Thor: The Dark World, and you wouldn't have known this because he had heavy heavy makeup on you couldn't yeah, really, you full. couldn't see the guy's face he was one of, he was a uh, i think he was the character that ended up killing spoilers whatever loki in in the dark world um, yeah no it's cool that's that's uh that's not a spoiler enough, so, I mean, he was kind time. of a, he was he was like the second in command behind the the main dark elf in in uh, <laughs> thor the dark world yeah. but you know that actually brings up an interesting thing and i know it's something you and i have talked about previously off air right and with something we like to affectionately call the evans list oh that's right yeah because adewale is doing he's doing a twofer here he was curse in in thor the dark world and he's killer he's going to be killer croc in suicide squad which is good for him though the funny thing about this this actor though isn't i would imagine unless they do like a different take on killer croc he's probably going to have heavy makeup again so he's yeah. going to have played two characters in two different comic movies. I don't think anyone's going to have noticed. But uh, it still counts for our list. Um, the list right. obviously Evan- inspired by Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Who's been right. in every comic book movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Chris Evans, who's, I mean, of course, everyone knows him as Captain America now. But before that, he actually played the Human Torch in Fantastic Four. Uh, he played Lucas Lee in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. Uh, he played uh, Jake Jensen. It's either Jake or Jack Jensen uh, from The Losers, which was a movie that's actually based off of a DC comic called The Losers. And he was also Curtis in Snowpiercer, which was a movie that came out last year, also based off a graphic novel. Yeah. Um, so, guys all over the place. And, you know, I actually liked him in all of those roles. Human Torch, a little less so than the others. But that's mostly just because I don't like those Fantastic Four movies that much. Yeah, I didn't like him as Human Torch. I didn't really like much about those movies. But uh, I think one of the reasons we named the list after him is that going from Human Torch to Captain America is probably, like, the most egregious. I mean, if you're one of the, if you're one of these, like, people that don't like actors playing more than one mm-hmm. role... Uh, that's probably the worst example of it because they really did very little to uh, to change his appearance. So it's just like it's just like him, this, you know, the same actor playing two He's completely a- different characters, two yeah. like rather big characters. I mean, Captain America, obviously one of the biggest uh, mm-hmm. in Marvel history, but you know, Human Torch is also. I mean, Fantastic Four was for the longest time Marvel's kind of top. Um, what would you say, property, or what am I trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they used to advertise Fantastic Four across the top of the comic. It said the number one world comic magazine. Right. So, so I mean, know, it was played, their flagship right. for a long time. He's played two of the biggest characters. Um, that, yeah. So, I, you know, I'm not, like, so much of a stickler for thinking that actors can't play 
two roles. Like, I certainly don't have any issue with Adewale playing Curse and Killer Croc. But but Human Torch and Captain America, and it's, like, so obvious it's the same guy, that, that's, that's kind of annoying. Okay, I, I and I'm with you on that, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Chris Evans the benefit of the doubt with this. Uh, he's a little bit... He bulked up a little bit more for, for Captain America. And I feel like if you... Like, not that you should, but if you go back and watch either of those Fantastic Four movies right. and see him as Johnny Storm and then see how he acts as Steve Rogers... It, there's a big shift in the way Chris Evans, like his mannerisms and his speech, like it's very different. Okay, so he's he tried uh, to do two different. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I like, remember I Human think he Torch. Made it distinctive that way. I wonder, I remember Human Torch was kind of a douche in yeah. these movies. Like he just yeah. seemed like a dick. Yeah, he was like the lead singer of Nickelback. He was like the lead singer of Nickelback. <laughs> he was just so full of himself and just uh, yeah, I couldn't stand him. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, we thought since we're unveiling our the Evans list here right. live on the air, yeah, uh, right that we'd, we'd go yeah. through some other ones because I mean we, we were so looking many. through, and but before you can even think about starting to make a list like this, you got to put some some ground rules down. Like, right? Do right. you count all comic books? Like, is Ghost World a comic? Because if so, you got Scarlett Johansson who right, was Black in Widow Ghost and... World, and then Black Widow. Two completely different movies existing in two completely different worlds, so it's not so so egregious. Whereas you know, Human Torch and Captain America exist in the same Marvel universe. Correct. But um, and then and then you got to also factor in: Do you do voice acting? Do right. you count people that played superheroes in movies that weren't superhero movies? Do you count Will Arnett as Batman in the Lego Movie? Uh, yeah, and then. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and well, yeah, because even with like the Lego Movie, that's technically not like a superhero movie, right? Or a comic book movie. It's a toy movie, <clears throat> but Batman's in it as Lego Batman. Right? Does that count? Does that count? Uh, I don't know. Well, we well, decided I, to make a little bit of a list, and we, um, I guess we agreed on this that we were going to maybe not count voice acting. <laughs> yeah, well, because I think, and this is what well, which I know hurt you. I know. A little behind the scenes for everyone out there in the CBC universe. You know, the the other news that kind of uh, that came out earlier this week or late last week was that um, Vin Diesel is eyeing a role in a new Marvel property for a movie called Inhumans. Um, he, supposedly he's going to be, uh, or he might play the role of Black Bolt. Now, the thing about Black Bolt is he's a character that doesn't talk. He literally, like, if he whispers, it, sh it like, shatters a mountain, right? So, he's already played Groot, who who is a CGI character, and all he can talk, he can talk, but he can only say those three words. Right. Um, or we are Groot, I guess, so no, four, he, words. four words. four um, words. So, you know, there was a point of contention between you and me a little bit, like, does that count? Like, should he, should, if Vin Diesel is Black Bolt, should he be on the Evans list? I would, I say that. Ultimately, you argued that voice acting, because it's not your actual, like, face on the thing. Although, that also brings up the question for Adewale as Curse Killer Croc. You don't really see his face, but he is physically there yeah. acting. No, I think he counts. Um, I think he's got... I think you put him on the list. Yeah. But... No, and ultimately, I agree. I think, otherwise, this thing would spiral out of control, and it probably already has anyway. <laughs> but, 
but Vin Diesel, let's not do voice acting. Although it would be cool to see him as Black Bolt. We'll see where it goes from there. I think it's also, um, like I was saying earlier, it's a little bit weirder when it's two, when it's the actor playing two characters in the same universe, like Evans did. Um, and there's not a whole lot of examples of stuff like that. Um, where yeah. It's like well, Vin same. Diesel technically will be if he's Groot and Black Bolt. Yeah. They're both in the Marvel universe. So maybe, universe. yeah, that's kind of, I'm on the fence about that one. I don't know. Yeah. I do hope well, that uh, Ben Affleck... Um, who's now Batman. I hope there's some kind of crossover movie where he can play Daredevil and Batman in the same Oh, my God. I never even thought about that. Just him acting against himself? Yeah. Oh, my God. Just all the two universes. Yeah, the two universes. Maybe, like, because they're alternating universes, so in one one universe he becomes Daredevil, in another universe he's Batman. Yeah. But he's, like, the same guy. How much of a mindfuck would that be? All sorts of wooden and laconic uh, acting going on there. Just <laughs> stiff as a board. Um, so some other people on the Evans list. Uh, Sam Jackson, of course. Sammy Jack. Uh, Nick Fury. And he played Octopus, uh, which was a villain in the movie The Spirit. Yeah. Just um, another more... Re- go yeah, ahead. go ahead, no, sorry. No, no, go for it. Another more recent one, that a uh, guy who's been making a lot of headlines with some of his Twitter posts and Instagram posts is Ryan Reynolds. A lot of people getting yeah. excited about his role as Daredevil. And I got to admit, everything they're doing with Daredevil or Deadpool, sorry, not Daredevil, yeah, Deadpool. Deadpool, everything they're doing with Deadpool right now looks amazing. It looks like they really got the tone of the character down and they're really kind of sticking close to the source material. Uh, which is a complete coin flip from the debacle that was Green Lantern uh, and almost killed Ryan Reynolds' career. Um, do you want to name a couple of other people off the Evans uh, list? Yeah, we got Aaron Taylor Johnson, who's obviously Quicksilver, but was in the movie Kick-Ass. Uh, right. Benicio Del Toro was uh, the collector in Guardians of the Galaxy and played Jackie Boy in... Uh, geez, Sin City? That? Sin City, that's right. Yeah. Um, Brandon okay, R- and then... Yeah, uh, Brandon Routh. Is it Routh or Roth? I always said Routh, but... Uh, yeah, Routh. Superman. Brandon Routh, who I'm a big fan of. Yeah, Superman. Um, okay, now here's something else that's interesting. Now, he, he makes the list anyway, right? Because he was Superman. Did right. a really good um, Christopher Reeve impression, by the way, uh, in that film. Like, he just kind of... I remember reading this uh, interview with Routh where he said he... He watched all four Superman films like four times each, and he wanted to get all of Christopher Reeve's like mannerisms down and uh, like his movement. Yeah, you could tell. Yeah, you could see that. Too bad that totally movie sucked. Though. Yeah, sorry, Brandon. It wasn't Brandon's fault, no, but okay, yeah. Good try, um, but he's also Todd Ingram, another character from Scott Pilgrim, which has like one of the best casts I swear ever. I love that movie so much. Um, so he was Todd Ingram, um, one of the evil exes. Now, here's another thing, though. Brandon Routh is also Ray Palmer in Arrow, right? the TV show. Now, that's a TV show. It's not a movie, but he is definitely on screen. It's his face. Uh, Ray Palmer plays the Adam, or is the Adam, for those that, that don't know. Um, so, I, you know, I'm going to say that if you're on a TV show and you're playing a character, and it's, it's not like a CG character and you're not voice acting, that it counts. No, I think it counts. Yeah. Okay. I think it counts. And then we've got Halle Berry as Storm and, and Catwoman. unfortunately Catwoman. Well, but you know what? Halle Berry's played two 
two big character two count two big comic book characters. I mean, when yeah. when we look at this list, there's a lot of like, oh, an actor plays one big comic book character and then is in like some kind of secondary film. Right. Halle Berry right. here played two big roles. Um, so did Ryan Reynolds. So did Chris Evans. Those yeah. I think have to be at the top of the list just because of the 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 names of the characters that they played. Well, and, and Ben Affleck and Affleck, right? Yeah, those are those those would be the Mount Rushmore. Of the <laughs> that <editing> is <laughs> exactly. Can somebody Photoshop? Does anyone? Oh man, any, someone anyone out there in the CBC universe who can, can do that and send it to us? Put them up. Uh, we need the Evans list. If somebody makes that as the cover, like a like for Facebook, <laughs> we'll put that as our cover on comic book characters. That the Mount Rushmore of the Evans list. That needs to happen. Um, we've got James McAvoy. Uh, so here, yeah, here's like an example like you were talking about. He of course played Charles Xavier in sort of the X Men reboot, but he was also Wesley in a movie called Wanted that I really really like. Um, that's a Mark Millar uh, graphic novel. Right. But that's even though that's the main character from Wanted, it's like not as you know what do you mean? It's not as big as Daredevil, Batman, or you know, Human Torch, Captain America, like you were saying. It's like one big guy, Charles Xavier, and one smaller, yeah. Wesley. Um, another guy that I actually totally forgot about this because um, it was a while back, but Jim Carrey right, uh, was The Mask, which was maybe his breakout role um, other than Dumb and Dumber, uh, right? Or I Ace would, Ventura. Yeah, Ace Ventura, I think, would have been his breakout Okay, role. but, I mean, those all kind of came out within about a year or two of one Yeah, of those, yeah, they right? did I think that was like his... Quick. Like it was like in his in his uh, meteoric rise. Right. He was also the Riddler, uh, which is something we talked about, I believe, uh, either last week or the week before that. Um, you know, where uh, we we're trying to decide who could be the Riddler now. Actually, it could still be Jim Carrey, really, if they wanted to. He could probably still do it. Um, they probably are going to go in a different direction. And he's also uh, Colonel Stars and Stripes in Kick Ass as well. Kick Ass Two, actually. Right. Um, um, but the but the actor who is, or the actor or the person who has the record for most superhero movie appearances, is Stanley. <laughs> right. So, Stanley, of course, who makes cameos in pretty much all of the Marvel films. Um, and uh, there, it's it's funny that you bring that up because there there are actually rumors out there, and I don't know, you know, it's just rumor, it's fan conjecture, maybe. But there's rumor that Stanley is in fact a Marvel comic book character. Yeah. And that Marvel comic book character is the Watcher. Because in the Marvel Comics universe, the Watcher is able to go in between all dimensions of reality and he basically just appears and watches stuff. Yeah. Like he yeah. just watches stuff unfold. Which is essentially what Stanley does in all of these films. Like the Watcher actually He's, plays a role in the Infinity War storyline. Yeah. I'm wondering mm-hmm. if, if it's going to be Stanley's oh. face. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and not only that, but the Watcher's like a gigantic yeah, being. Yeah, like, right. what if they just go with 80-foot Stan Lee? <laughs> that would be amazing. He's just like wearing slacks and like a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> Hawaiian shirt and sunglasses. <laughs> those glasses that he has that would be great more than likely they would probably cgi the watcher and then just maybe have stan do the voice but that i'm i'm all for 80 foot real stanley Uh, like just in slacks (laughs) and loafers and i would lose it i would just completely lose my mind if that happened i think my favorite totally yeah (laughs) yeah go ahead Uh, no if you want something if you got another piece to add to this uh (laughs) to the watcher i was just it would probably kill like 
my suspension of disbelief within the film, but I wouldn't even care. Like, I oh, just, it would. Yeah, it would destroy the just, movie, <laughs> but it would be hilarious. It would be. It would be. I would still totally do it. Uh, I was just um, gonna say one of my favorite uh, uh, person or people on this list, uh, just because mm-hmm. of uh, his credits, and we're talking about the. Uh, we're still talking about the Evans list. Is uh, Sam Rockwell, who played Justin Hammer in Iron Man Two, which is a, a legit, right. a legit role in the Marvel universe. His other credited comic book role, Foot Goon, in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I didn't even remember him being in that movie. Yeah, I don't remember him being in that either. Uh, I like, he must have been. Yeah, now that I know that, I like thinking of him as that being the same character as the Foot Goon then becomes Justin Hammer later in life. Oh, like Justin... So it's like a young Justin Hammer. a young Justin Hammer. Who gets a taste of the villainous ways through the Foot Clan. Yeah. And then... Wow. Nice, man. I think it fits perfectly, yeah. Not only that, but the Ninja Turtles were created, supposedly, out of the same goo stuff that made Daredevil... Daredevil? Matt Murdock Daredevil? Oh, my God. So, I mean, like... There's the connection. There is a connection there. There is a connection. Wow. Is Justin Hammer. Yeah. Is Foot Goon Justin Hammer? That's what we're saying here. (laughs) I think... Another... I think so. Another great take on comic book characters. Um, You know, it's really funny. The other thing is when you said Foot Goon, I don't know why, but that makes me think of like a Quentin Tarantino film. Like that should be a character... Like in the in the new uh, Quentin Tarantino film, like some character just named Foot Goon. Seems like something Tarantino would do. Yeah, and when he appears, like the, the letters like actually appear under his face, and there's like a yeah, you know, there's actually like yeah. a still of him. Yeah, yeah, that, I could totally. Where see like that. he pauses. Yeah, yeah. like I could totally yep. see that. Um, the other thing, uh, now that you brought up uh, Sam Rockwell, who's an amazing actor, and I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Sam Rockwell, but my favorite part in Iron Man Two, and which 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 is largely for me. A forgettable film. I mean, it's not the worst thing, but compared to Iron Man 1 and 3, I think it's a very distant third. No question. But the one great thing that comes out of that film, and you're the one that first, <laughs> you're the one that first pointed this out to me, but when Justin Hammer is at the Stark Expo, <laughs> yeah, and he's going on stage, like he's, I think he's getting introduced or whatever, he does this little, like, dance move. <laughs> and it's like, it's I don't know if it's unintentional or, or what, but it's so funny. Like I want to I we'll throw the clip on uh you know to the podcast thread so everyone can see it. But I just think it's so worth your time to watch. You don't have to watch the whole movie. Just yeah. watch like the, the one minute clip. Let's talk about yeah. someone who we will now be adding. Adding, adding. That's like the... an induction, in, induction, induction <laughs> ceremony. More uh, like injunction. Oh goddamn it! Uh, goddamn oh. Okay, so Stephen Amell, who is, and maybe it's a Mel, but I've always pronounced it Amell. I'm always really worried about me mispronouncing names, but whatever. Yeah, I think Stephen Amell. Yeah, go ahead. Who plays Arrow or Green Arrow on the TV show Arrow, which is a fantastic show, by the way. And if you're not watching, you should give it a shot. It's on Hulu. 
It's on CW.com. It's on the CW network. Um, but anyway, Stephen Amell uh, is Arrow. He just announced, or it was just announced, that he is in fact going to be playing Casey Jones in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Half Shell. Um, now, is he going to be doing I, voice acting? I think it's, no, it's going to actually be him. It's going to be physically him as Casey Jones. So I haven't really watched a, much Arrow, but what do you think? Do you think this guy can pull <clears throat> off Casey Jones? Totally. Um, <laughs> there is a uh, GIF out on the internet where it's Stephen Amell in a basically like a giant obstacle course, <laughs> and it's him training for Arrow, right? Like for an episode of Arrow, right. and he's jumping like twenty feet across like platforms and doing tumble rolls and like running up walls and jumping off of them. Was it like parkour? Yeah, it's just, like, very much like parkour. And the GIF has, like, it's just a loop of him doing that. And the the little caption below it is, um, Hey, remember when Stephen Amell, Stephen Amell is Arrow? Because <laughs> he's not using wires or anything. He's just, like, he's, like, flipping off of all this stuff. It's, like, crazy. It's, like, oh, crap, dude. He could totally just be Arrow in real life if he wanted to. I didn't realize um, he was that athletically gifted. Yeah. Wow. Insanely athletically gifted. I mean, like... He could probably be on an Olympic team. I'm not joking. It's 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 mind blowing uh, how good he is at that stuff. But yeah, for the role of Casey Jones, who's a physical character, uh, if everyone remembers the old '90s movies, um, finally remembers them. Hopefully, uh, that's a physical character. He's going to get into some scuffles with the turtles and you know the Foot Clan or whoever else he's fighting. And I think it's a good casting. Uh, you know, it's actually kind of funny. Before this news was released. I'd originally wanted to talk about on this podcast, uh, there had been a lot of teasing where uh, Stephen Amell was Instagramming pictures of himself watching television, and he was watching all of the Marvel films, <laughs> right? And he and, and all he put was, like, hashtag studying. And so people were like, oh, my God, is he going to be in a Marvel film? Is he Wait, he's Arrow. Like, that's so weird. Is he going to cross lines? Is he going to be in a DC film? Wait, is he going to be Arrow in the Justice League film? Like, people were, like, you know, postulating all over the place. Well, it turns out what he was studying for, I guess, was to be Casey Jones. Interesting. Um, wow. Uh, so that's a good, uh, you know, good casting. And I like Stephen Amell. Like I said, Arrow is a really good show. I really like what they're doing there. Um, it very much kind of mimics what they have with Arrow and Flash. Mimics what Marvel does in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So yeah. It's like the DC TV universe. It always helps when you can have your actors really really be believable in those roles too um, yeah. and the fact that this guy is is such a good athlete I think just makes it cooler um, yeah like like you know having Batista in Guardians of the Galaxy like that guy can legitimately oh, yeah. kill people <laughs> like, yeah he can legitimately break robots in half right right you know it's actually really great that you brought up Batista who of course is probably most well known for his wrestling well, he was until Guardians yeah, of the Dave Galaxy. Batista. Yeah, right. Oh, that's true. I wonder. That's a good question. I wonder if people know him more now from Guardians or from from wrestling because WWE is. I mean, it's global. Right. No, you're right. It, it probably is still wrestling, but I mean that movie was uh, at least in this country. I, you know what? The numbers I remember seeing. I'm not sure if they were worldwide or if they were just this country, but their box. They were like a. It was like a top three. 
box office for the whole year last year. Um, so, I mean, it's definitely one of the most popular movies of 2014. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, he's also in, like, a lot of makeup on that movie, so maybe people might not know who he was. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I would think if people saw him in something else, it'd be like, oh, that's uh, Drax the Destroyer from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep, there's Drax. But I don't know. Nothing's it's it's a good question his, because no, WWE is worldwide it's everywhere and um, yeah yeah well it's it, it's it's great that you brought up batista actually because amel going back to Stephen amel there's actually been a recent kind of trend going on that's on twitter and, and again instagram and, and facebook where people at wrestling shows have been holding up signs that uh that says like hashtag amel gets it <laughs> And this has been going on for a few weeks, and so much so that um, Amel took like a screen cap of somebody holding up one of those signs and put something to the effect of like, you know, soon my friends, or we're right. going to make this happen. Right. And then, in a, in a sort of escalated move, WWE tweeted out a picture of Amel's like charity foundation, which is... Um, something called uh, Sincereously, I think is what it's called. <laughs> right. Um, which is a word he coined, uh, and it's it's about having open discussion about things, um, you know, like uh, gender equality and things of that nature. It's a great word, by the uh, way. I'm going to go on record saying that. Yeah. Sincereously? Yeah, no, it's, it is great. Uh, Amel's a genius yeah. and a world-class athlete. He's taken all of the talent from everyone. He explains a lot about what's going on in my life. Um, <laughs> anyway, just took that a little dark and, uh, but Amel, so anyway, there's, there's thing between Amel and WWE and, and, and apparently Amel's a huge wrestling fan right? and wants to be able to host one of the Raws. And I think we're going to see that happen now. I think there's traction there and it would just be a smart move on both parts. Um, WWE has always been pretty good about tapping into like. Uh, popular culture and and getting uh, you know getting celebrity celebrities on no no greater example of that than what just happened this past weekend right WrestleMania 31 right WrestleMania, WrestleMania 31 31 uh, is a big deal uh, I don't want you know I don't want to spend too much time talking about wrestling because this is a, obviously a comic book show uh, mm-hmm. but I am I am a big wrestling fan I'm not even gonna hide it um, nah, it's uh, okay. yeah uh, I, no I'm not I'm not I'm not it's it's wide open man it's it's out there um, but uh you know it's funny because like there is and I think we've even talked about it on the show there is quite a bit of crossover with wrestling and comic book comic books um, yeah these kind of larger than life characters uh, you know you have you have some wrestlers who just come out and they're just kind of you know they just have a regular first name and last name and they're just kind of like your everyday guy trying to you know fight and whatever defend their honor but then you have like these completely ridiculous over-the-top characters like the undertaker who's like undead and is like basically like a zombie you have stardust who apparently comes from like some other dimension um you you do have these characters that are very very comic book like i guess they're very vivid they're um and this weekend i I don't know man this wrestlemania was like maybe the most over-the-top thing i've ever seen (laughs) like it was ridiculous. Like WrestleMania is always insane, but like there was one character who's actually who plays a Russian guy. And in wrestling, if you if you're unfamiliar with wrestling, if you're Russian, you are immediately just the bad guy. That's just how it works. <laughs> yeah. uh, there, there's no you don't even need any more exposition. It's just oh Russia bad. That mm-hmm. is literally the whole storyline. 
And this guy, whose name is Rusev, comes out with, like, this whole fucking army, like, Russian army in front of him. And then he comes out to the ring in a, in a tank, in a real fucking tank. <laughs> It was wow. the most insane thing I'd ever seen. Had you, did you get to that point yet? Or no? I have not seen it yet. Now, I know you got to see it live uh, with the WWE Network um, because you wouldn't stop talking about it. Yeah. Well, I, I actually to get you to signed watch. up. I know. Why? I just I couldn't that day. But I did sign up for it, and unfortunately, I have to watch it in parts. Uh, I don't just haven't been able to watch well, the whole I'm sorry thing. I spoiled Rusev's intro for no, you. No, it's because, okay, though, because oh I haven't God. seen it yet, and I'm sure seeing it is, is going to be the cool thing. The one thing I did see, that sounds awesome, by the yeah. way. Uh, the one thing I did see was Triple H coming out, um, like, with, like, the Terminator, the new Terminator oh, movie that that's made, coming out. That made no sense. It made absolutely, there was, like, no logic behind it. One of these wrestlers comes out, and it's, like, this cross-promotion for the next Terminator movie, which actually stars Arnold Schwarzenegger looking older than ever, by the way, uh, which is how aging works. Uh, <laughs> uh, science, yeah, because right, science. Right. But I mean, he just, he doesn't mm-hmm. look good. Uh, yeah. And uh, Triple H comes out and he's got like this army of Terminators by his side. Yeah. And then like, he's wearing this like Terminator slash Triple H outfit that's got some of yeah. like the icons that he's used to wearing over the years, but also like the crazy Terminator eye. And then like these guys come up and they like hand him like a, just a bunch of Terminator heads on, on like, I don't know, ropes or <laughs> like chains, like on cable wire. Yeah. yeah. I, the, the implication being he's like come back from the future and has killed at least six Terminators. Uh, so many Terminators dead at the hands of Triple H. Yeah. And then walks to the ring. It's like, and oh, and then there, there's also like a video package that goes with it that has Schwarzenegger yeah. in it. It was <laughs> unbelievable. It was so, I, it was like surreal. I thought it was like having like a fever dream. It made no sense, like most of wrestling. But uh, if you guys are interested, you should like try to Google it because it's it's worth a watch. I mean, uh, it kind of reminded yeah. me like when RoboCop was in WCW one time. For, like, no <laughs> yeah, fucking that's reason. right. RoboCop was with Sting. I remember that. That's kind of what this was. Um, so yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on on wrestling because this is a comic book podcast. But you're right. Um, they definitely are a lot of parallels. Really quick, actually, now that I'm thinking about the Triple H thing, if he came out with the Terminators at his side, yeah. ostensibly, they're his allies, right? Like, he's an ally for them. It's but good, then he's got all of their heads, yeah, so, like, he betrayed them? It's a good point. Even in the entire illogical storyline of him showing up with Terminators, yeah, if you start to dissect even that, it starts to fall apart immediately. Unless right, well, those are, or, like, good or, Terminators, yeah. Or is it a tr- is it is it in true classic Triple H form? He just he played them and turned his back on them at the last minute. Are those the heads of the Terminators that were just standing next to him? Yeah, I think so. I think because that's what he does, right? Doesn't Triple H always like backstab people? All, all, and, uh, so he proceeds to then fight Sting. But part of me was like, isn't the bigger storyline that Triple H went into the future and fought Terminators? Like, I'd rather hear him just talk about what happened that seems like bigger yeah. news for humanity than than settling his score with sting yeah i, I completely agree maybe in wrestlemania 32 we'll get our answers we'll finally get our answer um but yeah no uh wrestling uh is pretty much the physical personification of what comic books are um yeah. you know you've got these 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 characters in, in elaborate costumes 
Yeah, and I, I would say Mexican. The Mexican wrestling style is even more oh, is even more like comic book characters because uh, uh, most of the m- many of the wrestlers come out in masks. Many of them in like really colorful uh, outfits, and it's really right. high flying type wrestling. Very acrobatic. Uh, you know the kind a lot of, of aerial maneuvers. Aerial maneuvers. Jumping. So it's very much like seeing two comic book characters fight. Um, yeah. Well, you know what? Um, you know the other, and not only that, but some of them like spit fire out and right. and you know do things. And like with the Undertaker, he shoots lightning sometimes. So I mean, you've, oh, yeah. you've even got superpowers um, from time to time. You know, actually, it's funny you brought up the Luchadors. Real quick, I do remember as a child, uh, probably about eight, nine, ten years old. Uh, on one of those Sunday morning AAA Mexican wrestling shows, there was a wrestler who basically had Spider-Man's costume. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was yeah. like the colors were a little different, and it wasn't exactly the same. But for a while, there was a wrestler, a Mexican wrestler, that dressed up a, pretty much like Spider-Man, and he did a lot of like Spider-Man movement. And I wonder if eventually Marvel got wind of that and was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> That can't happen. Stop doing that. Well, let, let's also but, not forget the Hurricane, who was a character oh. in the 2000s in WWE who was, his whole gimmick was that he was a superhero. Yeah, he came in like he was flying, right? Like he on looked, a yeah. green he screen. He looked a bit like Green Lantern, but uh, yeah, his whole... He gimmick. had a Green Lantern tattoo. That's right. Yeah. I remember the Hurricane. I mean, he, had he a was, I mean, was kind of like Green Lantern of Jace. Yeah. <laughs> They did just release a new Daredevil trailer spot. I would say it's a TV spot because it's 30 seconds, but it's not on television because it's on Netflix and it's on the internet. Um, My one takeaway from this, just real quick, is that it looks like they've gotten they've lost their lighting budget again. And what is going on? It's yeah, it's very dark. It's it's 65 to 75 percent of the that 30 second clip is just pure darkness. I like, don't it's think, so dark. I don't think I'm going to be able to watch the show during the day unless I like tape up my windows completely and just yeah. have like no sunlight entering my apartment because it's going to be impossible to see what the hell's going on. I'm going to have to watch it in complete darkness and like turn like, the I'm... brightness up to like 100. <laughs> yeah. Got to max out the max out the contrast on the TV. I'm so excited about the cuz the trailer like sounded cool <laughs> and what I, I could yeah. see looked cool. <laughs> right. It, but I'm a little concerned about the uh, the lighting. I, I, you know, we started this off kind of as a bit, like as a joke, like, oh, my God, look at this trailer. It's so dark. But it kind of has persisted. Like, it's still very dark. And I get that that's kind of the, the theme and the mood they're going for. Well, isn't that it, also? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. It's kind, of distract, it's kind of distracting at this point. Isn't it? I mean, isn't that also kind of a technique to... Maybe you know I don't know hide some of the the flaws. Hide the budget. Yeah, I mean some of the flaws in the in the fighting or I don't know in, in anything really in the sets, uh, just to make it look more real. Because the more lighting you use, the more everything's got to look really spot on. Um, yeah, that's true, and that's actually something they do in Arrow as well. Like every time Arrow fights, it's pretty much at night. Right. My um, my favorite part of the of the trailer was at the end. Um, yeah, and I. I think it's a really smart move, actually, by by Marvel or Netflix or whoever the hell is in charge of this thing. Um, that uh, Daredevil is kind of sitting on or laying down on the couch. It looks like he's maybe just gotten into a fight or something, and his mm-hmm. 
I guess girlfriend, uh, or maybe secretary or something is sitting there and just like, you know, says something to the effect of, you know, you got to do something about that costume. Like, because so far in all the trailers they've shown, including this one, you see Daredevil in what looks like kind of a Zorro costume. He doesn't have a cape, but it's, it's a very just, do it yourself. Yeah, it's it's just a very basic, like tight black shirt, black pants, and then like kind of a Zorro mask that uh, actually is more of like a do rag that just kind of covers his eyes. Uh, anyway, um, and then he says something to the effect of "I'm working on it" or some, or it's a work in yeah, progress. Yeah, it's a work in progress. Yeah. Which, which I think is cool because I mean it, it you know it it uh, it very kind of clearly indicates that we're gonna see the real Daredevil costume. It's just that we haven't seen it yet, and it's like it's a cool little payoff. I mean, it's not huge, but it is. When when you do get to that point where they do reveal the Daredevil costume, that's just that's gonna be a cool, a cool, cool moment, a cool moment, and it's probably gonna be released as soon as that series gets put on Netflix because some nerd's gonna fast forward to it and get a photo of it and put it all over the internet, but. Um, but I think probably it's one cool. of our nerds. <laughs> probably be me. Well, prob- probably you, <laughs> yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, it is smart uh, for them to do that. And the other thing it shows is that I think they have a good a read on the pulse of what fans are talking about and what they want yeah. for this little show. Because that was, you know, it was something we've talked about before. It's definitely something that's been on the internet. Is people talking about like, is that really the costume? Is that the costume? Right. You know, it's, it's one of the main talking points for the show. And it's like, well, yeah, they acknowledged it and then they used it to promote the show. It's like, oh, that's really smart. Um, the other thing I took away from it, uh, the, the one quick fight scene that I saw in there uh, where he does like this cool flip uh, looks awesome. So I hope there's a lot more of that in the show. Uh, more flips. That Is that that's your more, uh, yeah. Well, no, I mean, I mean, I'm, what I'm saying is they're going to they're going to gonna go big with the fight scenes. It's not just going to be like stand and punch. Right. Like I think they're gonna do a little bit more, and that's great. But the other the other thing I took from it is, and I'm not a hundred percent sure this is who that character is, but I'm pretty sure it is Foggy Nelson, which is Matt Murdock slash Daredevil's best friend. Yeah. Um, who is also a lawyer. Um, looks ridiculous <laughs> in the trailer. I don't know if you know who I'm talking about. I do. He's got kind of long hair. He's got long, yeah. poofy hair, like a like a hair helmet that goes around his head. It's re- he's redhead guy. He, yeah. he kind of looks like I don't know why it made me think of this, but he looks like the guy from that movie, The Mask. <laughs> <laughs> like that kid, that poor kid who's who's got that deformity. Oh my god! And I, <laughs> I don't know why, but it makes me think of that, and I laugh. I, Every time, I, I, yeah, I, I liked the little bit up. that I saw of it. I mean, I think that character should always really be played for kind of comic relief, anyway. So, yeah, I, I think if he's if he's funny looking and funny, hey, that's that that's a win for me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he really sticks out, which I guess is the point. Um, but uh, yeah, that was just the one other thing I took away from the from the Daredevil trailer. Uh, uh, so that's actually coming up in about nine days, a little bit more than a week, and uh, we'll definitely be covering that on a future. Yeah, I'm excited, uh, actually. I'm excited to, to watch that and see kind of what they can get away with on, on Netflix. Uh, I think that's going to maybe set the blueprint for future superhero movies. So hopefully it does well, too. Yep. Um, let's talk about some uh, another bit of news. Uh, we, can hey, just touch, about? we can just touch on this. Uh, it's uh, some trailer talk. Um, trailer talk! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't even know what to do after that. I'm so that was just that just phased me so badly. Um, trailer talk. Trailer talk. 
We don't actually have a trailer. Talk about trailers. We're not going to actually talk about trailers that have aired. We're going to talk about trailers that will air. We're reaching a whole new level here of, of trailers. So meta. So, so meta. Uh, just because um, it was kind of big news. Uh, I don't know how big it is, but uh, we're going to finally get our first look of Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice on of May Justice. 15th. You still got to wait a while uh, for that one. But they're going to they're gonna air that apparently with the release of Mad Max. And uh, two weeks before that, We'll be getting uh, our look at, uh, I guess, a, a full-length trailer, or I guess the second one of the new Star Wars movie coming out, and that will air before Avengers. Um, so yeah, I mean these these movies now are like, it's not even just enough to go see these movies, but like you got to add a cool trailer to the front that you haven't seen before, and then you probably got to add like some kind of teaser at the end. Yeah, the bumper, the right? bumper, the bumper at the, at the end, end. Uh, the end credit bumper. But yeah. If, if it wasn't enough of a draw to go see Mad Max, which looks kind of cool, by the way. I don't know. I'm kind of curious about it. Yeah, uh, it's directed by the by the original director, right, of the, of the first Mad I Max. Actually didn't, I actually didn't know that. Um, but yeah. it, it does look cool. And uh, I think, it yeah, it's kind of like harkens back to, to the Road Warrior um, movie, which is which was the best one of the three, I think. Right, the second one, um, yeah. The, I, li- I like the first one. If you go back, it's... It's a little dated. It's a little bit, you know, slower paced than what we're used to. Which it's is very, fine, di- it's very different. You know, it's funny. I know we're going on a tangent here, but with the Mad Max films, uh, Mad Max and then Road Warrior are both good. Uh, I, I agree with you that the second one is my favorite, but they're both really good, and they're kind of different tonally in the way that Alien and Aliens are different. Yeah, tonally. I, w- I gotta also say that. Um, I, I I was really happy when I discovered that I could watch the original Australian version because for some reason when those movies came out, the American studios were like, oh no, Americans aren't going to understand Australian accents, so they actually dubbed them, and you have like American accents, and that's most people actually watched those movies with American accents <laughs> dubbed into the characters, uh, which is pretty ridiculous. Right. But um, anyway, the, the original Australian one is is pretty cool to watch. <laughs> Para un cachito bocartero, pera cartero. Star Wars. Um, I don't know. Maybe we finally figure out who the Black Stormtrooper is. Do you think we'll finally get an answer to that? Well, yeah, I mean, isn't that the big mystery? Uh, I mean, that, that's pretty much the mystery of 2015 at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah. who who is the Black Stormtrooper? Is it Killer Croc? Is oh. it is it Curse? It could is it Adewale? It's not Adewale. It's not Adewale. I don't even know where it's you're not. going with that, but it's definitely <laughs> not Adewale. Uh, but no, I mean, that was like the biggest controversy ever uh, for some reason because people could not handle a Black Stormtrooper for some reason. Still don't, still don't get it, but whatever. Uh, I, I do kind of wonder if they will try to address it, just because. I, I mean, anything Star Wars puts out, people like Star Wars nerds are just going to dissect every little square inch of that's it. That's a uh, that's a passionate fandom yeah. they got there. Yeah, so yeah, we'll see what happens there. Um, you know, yeah, go ahead, man. I, it's curious. I'm wondering, and I haven't read, I haven't read this book, but you've talked about it, and I know you've read it. You've talked about it uh, several times off air with me. In the universe of Ready Player One, would there be as much of an uproar over a black stormtrooper, do you think? <laughs> well, the thing Based. with... Okay, so Ready Player One is... 
it's basically just a book that involves uh, references to pop culture or in other words things that have already existed and because when that book came out there was no black stormtrooper <laughs> i mean at least there, right there wasn't there wasn't one that was obviously shown in the star wars universe right uh, so no the answer to your question is no but uh okay. now that you brought up ready player one um there was a bit of news with that because it, that's mo- that book has been in talks to be made into a movie for quite a while it, it came out maybe two or three years ago or three or four years ago and mm-hmm. uh it's a really cool book i really recommend it especially if you're into like old video games old you know anime comics tv shows anything that has to do with like nerdom um this book is just like a giant nerdgasm it's it's awesome um i really do need to read it uh, it's it's on my list it's the next thing up i just yeah, gotta get to it it's it's great and they finally announced this week that they found a director and they found like the perfect guy they got steven spielberg to direct this movie which makes me really excited not that i'm like the biggest Spielberg fan or anything like that but um, but I think he could really pull this off and this is not going to be an easy movie to do because um, and maybe I could just try to describe the the plot a little bit without without any spoilers um, mm-hmm. essentially uh, this takes place in like 2040 or something like that and the main character is this guy who like you know lives in poverty uh, but um, he spends most of his days logged into this kind of virtual reality universe called the Oasis, which uh, is basically like a giant video game. But like, think, think, uh, I don't know, uh, Grand Theft Auto, but like times, I don't know, a million. Like, it's just, it's, it's so huge that there's many, many planets on this universe that you can play. And the graphics are so much better than that when you actually put on the helmet and go into this universe it's essentially like you're walking out the door in real life everything looks very realistic um and uh the 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 main plot is that um the person who created this alternate universe uh is kind of like a bill gates type character uh he he uh makes this video before he dies that's essentially like his will that uh is like two or three minutes long and it and it announces that he has hidden all these Easter eggs inside his virtual reality for people to discover. And if you get all of them, you get basically all of his inheritance, which is, I don't know how many billions of dollars. Um, wow. And, and so this guy who's the Bill Gates character, you know, loved the eighties and like grew up in the eighties. So he in this alternate universe he created all these planets that are dedicated to different things like there might there might be a planet on there that's just like an indiana jones planet or something like that um that is just like a recreation of that movie of like scenes in that movie of sets in that movie of those movies i guess i should say um and so throughout this whole book like the character goes into all these different worlds and they're all takes on on like pop culture things like either a video game or a TV show or a movie. So it's just chock full of old references. And I mentioned Indiana Jones because that's definitely in the book. And I'm wondering if Steven Spielberg is going to put that in there because he obviously directed uh, Indiana Jones. Uh, and that would be speaking of meta, dude, that how meta yeah. would that be? I mean, yeah, the well, he would be the guy to do. I mean, he would be the best guy to do it though. Right. right. Like yeah. it's like, Oh, I can get this Indiana Jones stuff down pretty good. I think, <laughs> So. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm 
I'm pretty excited about it. I, I, I recommend the book to anyone who hasn't read it. And, um, do you, do uh, and if you don't know, it's okay. But do you happen to know the author's name? I think it's Klein. Yeah. Ernest uh, Klein. Ernest Klein. Yeah, uh, who's like an uber okay. nerd. And one one of the really cool things about that book too is that um, Ernest Klein made his uh, made the book also or also put Easter eggs in his book, um, and so essentially kind of mirroring the storyline of the book. Oh. And someone actually solved it and uh and won a uh, delorean from Ernest. oh Klein. wow uh, that is awesome yeah uh yeah it's it's actually it's it's super cool and i um i'm excited to to see what spielberg does with it there's so much you can do with it because it's 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 one of the most creative plots i've ever heard of and uh and just so many old references. If you are a fan of the '80s or grew up in the '80s, like you would love that book. It's it's really great. I'm really I'm excited to read it. Um, you know, on the internet when uh, when they were you know because it's been in talks for a movie for a while now. Yeah. Um, pretty much the two names that everyone had been saying or wanting for this film were um, Edgar Wright, who did the Cornetto trilogy mm-hmm. uh, with Shaun of the Dead and so on, and Scott Pilgrim, of course. And then Steven Spielberg. I mean, those were those were the two guys. Yeah. And, and a lot of people were like, well, you know, we've got a pretty good shot at getting Edgar Wright. It seems like t- something he would totally want to do. Steven Spielberg's so, you know, big and like, I mean, he's like, you know, maybe the most iconic, director of or at least american director of the last you know yeah. i don't know 40 years right uh you know and uh some people were just like well that would be really great but you know and then here it is like he's actually going to direct it so that's great uh one thing whether regardless of whether you're a fan of spielberg's work or not is he's a very he's got a very deft hand at making film you know like he knows how to make a movie and and this yeah and this very much is like uh, the the plot of this is very much like a Spielberg movie you know it follows this character who's like a young guy and uh, you know living in poverty and kind of like him going up against this this big world and and you know being like the big underdog and uh, um, trying to succeed and I, I don't know I just I think I think Spielberg could do a, a really good job with that kind of like a small town boy you know I feel like a lot of his movies are kind of like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. And that's totally his his thing. Um, well, okay. That's that's. I mean, that's awesome news. I guess we don't have like a shooting date or anything like that at this point, I don't, right? No, not that I know of. But um, I'm just excited that they're gonna get that off the ground. I would imagine they're gonna have to get quite a few licenses to make this movie. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I really don't know how it's gonna work. Um, just because there's so many uh, different uh, properties. Um, right. But we'll see. Yep, hopefully it turns out great. And I mean, I'm I'm already excited. I'm really excited to read the book. I really need to get on that. But yeah, you uh, should, and we could talk about it more. Maybe, well, you know, spoiler free when it uh, gets closer. But uh, yeah. all right, dude, we're almost. Uh, well, so, well, so so yeah. We're, well, so we don't have a shooting schedule for Ready Player One yet, of course, because it's so far in the future. However, we do have a shooting schedule. Uh, that's right. For Civil War. Yeah. And that shooting schedule is today, son. <laughs> 
which we are recording this on Wednesday, April 1st. So take that with a grain of salt because apparently you cannot believe anything you hear on this day. Yeah. But No uh, April Fool's here. No April Fool's here. So they might be filming today, but they might not be. I don't know. Uh, if it's not today, it's very soon, though. And um, that movie should begin going. I, I, sh- I will say that there are uh, there might be a couple of spoilers here. So if you don't want to know anything about what's going to happen in that storyline, uh, you might want to just either fast forward maybe a couple minutes um, or uh, geez, I don't know. I wish there was a way you could like set markers on these things so you could, people can be like, yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, it's it's a Civil War storyline. It's not that much of a spoiler to, to talk about the actual Civil War storyline in the comics because that you know happened quite a quite a while ago. It's essentially almost ten years ago, I think. Right. Yeah. It's, it's essentially, and it's funny because this storyline actually is going to address one of the things that we were talking about, which is, you know, what the fuck? Why did, New York keeps getting destroyed and like you know nothing? It just <laughs> nothing happens. But um, you know, I guess this last battle with Ultron is going to destroy New York again, to the or the Earth to the point where people are going to be like getting pissed at superheroes like you know you're bringing all this shit down to us um and so the the main storyline in the movie which was also in the comics is that the american government wants to um intervene and essentially register uh superheroes um basically kind of uh regulate superhero work uh and uh two factions form in the superhero community one led by iron man which is um you know more i guess Pro-registration. Pro-registration, and the other one led by Captain America against it. Um, but uh, so that's, you know, that's that's basically going to be the storyline. That's not too much of a surprise. One of the things that is kind of a surprise um, for me, um, and this is kind of more of the spoiler stuff, is that it lists some of the actors who are going to be in this movie. You got Chris Evans. You obviously got Robert Downey Jr. But then you also have Scarlett Johansson and Jeremy Renner, which would suggest that Black Widow and uh fuck it Hawkeye uh, Hawkeye survived Buckeye? did I say fuckeye <laughs> <laughs> hashtag fuckeye um w- oh yeah. man Renner yeah we're gonna make you trend worldwide <laughs> um we'll survive the Ultron attack which kind of bums me out I really wanted Hawkeye to die um but the, really do want the thing I'm die. really excited about is that we'll be getting some more Anthony Mackie because yeah. uh, cut the check. Yeah, uh, I haven't hidden my my complete. I just completely love the Falcon character. I just mark out for that guy. So uh, yeah. Anyway, um, that's the bit of news. We'll also be getting the character Baron Zemo. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Played by Daniel Bruhl, uh, uh, a German character, will be in this movie apparently. So. Which is a uh, which is an older um, Captain America and Iron Man villain. Right, like another one uh, of those back like Nazi day. characters, I guess, or uh, yeah, like a like a foreign guy that's you know wants to control the world kind of thing. That well, tends to be the thing. I'm yeah. <laughs> in these stories. I'm, I'm I'm I am kind of bummed that um, this would suggest that we're not going to see any dead Avengers unless because who's left really? Thor and Hulk. They're not going to kill either of those guys. Um, uh, yeah. Well, you Nick, know, you know you what? Know. Nick Fury. By the way, Nick Fury should have died in um i believe it was thor winter soldier no winter soldier he should have yeah. died in winter i mean he does die and then you know it comes back and that's such a fucking marvel move it's such a superhero move superhero well, you know move. marvel doesn't kill people 
<laughs> Marvel doesn't kill people. Uh, we were kind of having this discussion off air, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's true. And we, we were watching this video actually on uh, crack.com, which is really good. Um, uh, and it's kind of, you know, it's this kind of nerdy guy who looks like a cross between you and me. Like yeah. We, By the way, yeah. uh, everyone out there in the CBC universe, if you want, I mean, you can see our little cartoon uh, or our little um, comic book drawing versions of ourselves, of course, on the Facebook page, www.facebook.com forward slash Neil before pod. There it is. Um, but uh, you you can see us drawn there. And that is a pretty good representation of what we look like. If you want to know what we look like in real life, IRL, Watch this cracked video. We'll link it up to the thread. This guy is basically a jam mash of the two of us together into one human being. Yeah. No, he really is. Um, But you know what? He makes makes some strong points. I mean, he talks about uh, in in the last couple Marvel movies, uh, you know, these these deaths that happen that don't they don't stand like Agent Coulson, like Loki, um, even Groot, which I know is a a touchy subject for you. you know, all these characters have death scenes. Happy Hogan. Happy Hogan. Uh, I mean, yeah, and like um, um, Pepper Potts. Pepper Potts. They all have death scenes, but they just never actually die. They always come back, and it pisses me off because I want I want the stakes to be raised. I don't want it to be just like the yeah. good guys win every fucking time. That's not fun. I mean, going back to wrestling, like what what kind of wrestling promotion would just have the good guys win every match? Right, just have the baby faces win every time. Um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a valid point. The video is pretty well done. Um, you know, there's, I'm of, I'm gonna always make the argument because you and I have talked about this off air, and and the thing is, these are comic book movies, and comic books themselves do this all the time with with characters. You know, but the thing is, with comics, the reason they do it is because you have, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years of continuity. Yeah, right. And so you kill someone. You know, you bring them back 15, 20 years later. You just, you can't, I mean, either through laziness or some inventive way to bring someone back. Like, they, Bucky was dead forever in the comics. You know, he, he, he was dead for, like, 60 years. Right. And then this writer named Ed Brubaker, who's one of the best writers out there in the comic biz, brought back Bucky. And, and there was a big uproar, like, oh, my God, I can't believe he did it. And he shouldn't have done that. But the story he told was actually really, really good. Yeah. And it and it added to the value of Captain America and it worked. So it's not like you can't do it well and and it's but in comics it's different because you have those decades of of time to go by. In the movies they're just kind of taking shortcuts. Yeah, I, and bringing yeah. people back and it's not quite the same. Exactly. And you're right, it does kind of take away from especially uh and in the crack video they make a really good note of this, but in the first Thor movie you see Loki, spoilers. I mean, who hasn't seen Thor, really, at this point, right. if you're listening to this uh, podcast? Yeah, but, that's fine. Yeah, go ahead. But Loki goes, he, he falls off of the uh, the Rainbow Bridge <laughs> into space, I guess. Yeah. And you assume that he dies. And it's kind of sad. Thor loses his brother. And then, in actual screen time, like in the passage of time of what the mo- of the Thor movie that you're watching, not but maybe 10 or 15 minutes later... You see Loki back um, when they're looking at the Cosmic Cube when uh, the 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 scientist played by uh, Stalin's uh, Skarsgård. By the way, uh, you talking about Thor, it just sounds insane. I mean, it's like 
it just sounds like the weirdest plot. Anyway, go ahead. I mean, I've seen it, but yeah. it's just saying like when you verbalize it, it it's fucking yeah. ridiculous. Okay, go ahead. Well, these, yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of what a lot of these movies right. would translate to if you tried to. But anyway, yeah. So you see, but the point is that you see Loki back alive and well, not ten or fifteen minutes later. Yeah. So the, you know, even if in theory a year was supposed to have passed in 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 movie time, in real time. 15 minutes has passed. Right, right. And, and so you, there's no gravity, there's no weight to that death. Yeah, you're right. I mean, 15 minutes is very different from 15 years, you know? I mean, like, yeah, I, I'm I'm fine with comics that bring back characters that have been gone for a long time. Um, uh, that doesn't bother me so much, but, uh, but yeah. As long I mean, as it serves the story. Yeah, yeah, right. You can still tell an interesting story. I mean, if they brought... If they killed Superman but brought him back like ten years later, that would have been kind of cool. But instead, they like brought him back immediately. <laughs> it was like six months later. Yeah. Six months, um, which is a whole another story. But um, anyway, I I just hope they get some fucking balls because like, okay, I get it. You're not gonna kill Hulk. You're not gonna kill Iron Man. You're not gonna kill Spider Man. I get that. But I mean, is anyone gonna give a shit if you kill Happy Hogan or Pepper Potts? Or Pepper Potts. I mean, Hawkeye, okay, I know that that's kind of on the fence, but, like, people aren't going to watch the Avengers for Hawkeye. I mean, maybe yeah. some. I mean, maybe, and, and like, only that. family. But even then. <laughs> but you're right. And the thing is, like, even just looking at the first Avengers film, right, you've got all the Shatari army and Loki coming down and just laying waste to the city. How are not, like, if you're, let's say you're a team of superheroes, right? Or, like, let's say you're a Navy SEALs team. Right. And you're going out on a mission, and there's 20 of you. It's not that often that all 20 of you come back from that mission <laughs> right, right. most of the time. Like, in real life, even if, if you plan everything out as well as you can, and you're super highly trained, and you take every precaution, when you're in these dangerous situations, in these war-like situations, people die. I feel like you should be able to extend that into the comic book movie universe where we're having, you know, real consequences, like you said, high stakes for these heroes. Because otherwise, what starts to happen is they're they're going out there to save the Earth or save New York or wherever, but there's no real danger for them because none of them die. Exactly. Like, so are they even really being heroes or are they just being, like, strong and superpowered? Yeah, from the audience's perspective, there's no drama. Like, the drama's been taken out. Um, yeah. But you know what? I think one of the things that made Avengers so so good, in my mind, was that they actually did kill one of the characters. They had Agent Coulson die. And, like, that oh, yeah. was, that was a, a big moment. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't a superhero, but uh, and he wasn't even a major character. I mean, he did have a lot of little roles throughout all the movies leading up to Avengers. Um, but, you know, that kind of banded them all together to fight against the bad guys. And It was um, the inciting incident in the film. It was. Yeah. Of course, they end up bringing back Agent Coulson. But, like, how, how much cooler would it be if it was, like, Fury that died? Like, imagine... Um, you know, how much it would have brought them um, even closer together. And, and as an audience, it makes you want to, like, cheer these guys on to, you know, enact to get revenge for, like, their yeah. leader going down. <clears throat> I'm not saying they should have killed Fury in that movie. I don't think it would have been the right point. But um, but in Winter Soldier, I mean, they could have totally killed him. I would have been totally fine with that. Anyway, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, done. Yeah, not only that, it would have <laughs> it would have really grounded Winter Soldier to show like how much Steve Rogers is just like, you know, I don't even know what world I'm living in now because I can't trust anyone. And 
like the one guy I could trust is dead now. Like that's a big deal for him. Yeah, right. And and you know, but they brought Fury back, so I don't know. You're right. Uh, you know, Marvel apparently doesn't kill people. Hopefully that'll change. And I'm not saying just kill people for the sake of it. Like make sure it serves the story. Don't Cyclops us here. Oh no. Okay. No X Men Three Last Stand. Okay. I'm right. I'm gonna go on record here. Yeah. Because uh, I know Kevin Feige listens to the Comic Book yeah, yeah. Characters podcast. Kevin. Kevin Feige, this is this is for you directly. Anything that they do in X Men Three: The Last Stand, do not do in any <laughs> Marvel film. Just whatever they do, just don't do any of those things. So you're saying taking so, one of your most beloved characters and killing him off screen is not not the way to go. That is not the way to go. That is correct. So, but that being said, we could serve uh, to we could stand to have a few significant deaths in the Marvel universe. Uh, it doesn't have to be like main roster Avengers or whatever. But you know, let's get that ball rolling now. Let's get that death point. ball rolling. Let's get that death ball rolling. Death ball, another movie that should probably exist. I don't even know what it is, but it sounds it like a good itself, idea, dude. Anyway. Um, that's what we're going to be doing right after this podcast, <laughs> writing Death Ball. Uh, one last thing, and this is something that I was just thinking about kind of as we're talking through this. You know, we, we keep teasing that DC doesn't want to release trailers. We never see anything that they do in terms of the movies that they're about to make. Um, hopefully that'll change with the Mad Max uh, film coming out. But, you know, and the other thing we've talked about is the contrast between Marvel, which is kind of has a more light and bright sort of um, uh, aesthetic yeah. to it as compared to the DC cinematic universe darker and grittier maybe this is where DC really makes an imprint on comic fandom in terms of the movie universe maybe because they're darker maybe they will actually be killing off uh, heroes and villains and whatnot, and letting them stay dead, and and that really is an opportunity for DC to kind of one up Marvel in a sense. That's a good point. Yeah, it's if it's they a way, go in that direction, it's a way to set itself apart. Um, in the you know, I feel like this is becoming the wrestling podcast because I keep referring to it. Maybe just because I have WrestleMania in my mind, but um, you know, when when during the kind of attitude era of wrestling, when you had WWE and WCW, and then you had like ECW. What made pe- what made people go to ECW, which was this other wrestling promotion, was that it was like grittier and like more hardcore, and like you had all this bleeding right. and like crazy shit happening. Um, and that was that wrestling promotion saying, "We're never gonna, we're never gonna do what WWE does. We're never gonna have the budget to do that. So let's just do something that sets us apart from them." Um, and that's right. what DC could do uh, with their with their storyline. Like I don't know if if it's really if you can really do that with comic books, especially since, since they're all like long standing characters and um properties but um but you're right i mean i think i think there's an opportunity there to create a product that's different from what marvel's doing or they could just say you know what let's strike while the iron is hot and let's we know that what marvel's doing is is successful let's try to reproduce it but emulate that but that's not going to be the case because i mean dc has already created uh very kind of dark brooding (laughs) characters in, in superman and batman and they've already kind of said that that the world that they're going to establish is going to be darker, more serious. Um, well, you know what? Yeah. You know, as you're saying that, I kind of was thinking maybe DC has already tipped their hand a little bit because what's the movie that's going to be coming out? Not the Batman Superman movie, but uh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Right. I mean, 
That's the title of the movie. <laughs> so, you know, maybe they really are going to push the envelope in that direction uh, for their characters and their universe. And, you know, as, as much as I love what Marvel does, um, I have to say that if DC were to go in that direction, I would be pretty excited to see that because that's something that Marvel really hasn't done to this point. You know, Marvel doesn't kill people. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the Batman movies alone were pretty, pretty damn different from what Marvel's put out there. So if DC is going to keep going with that in that with that route, um, then I think we are going to get two very different aesthetics. And that's you know, for a comic book fan, that's that's all you could want. That's what you want, yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I think as uh, you know, as we continue on with the moniker, the podcast with the most takes in the, the universe, takes, yeah, the most takes. Uh, another great week, and we'll be, um, can't wait till the next one. And we can, uh, you know, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have some Daredevil uh, reviews to, right. to do. And uh, just really excited about what's coming up. And we've got Avengers Age of Ultron coming up in about a month. So that's just right, man. really great things yeah. to look forward to. Yeah, I mean, the su- it's summertime uh, coming up, so that's that's uh, that's prime time. It's prime time. Comic book yeah. time. But uh, <laughs> all right, man. Well, it was good talking, and we will catch up with you guys next week. All right, everyone, stay super. Take care. Later.